Neil, now that Ricky Rubio is back in town, it's time for you to learn some Spanish terms. Basketball. Balancesto. Balancesto. Change this face. Cambia esta cara. Cambia esta cara. Wolves cast. Wolves cast. Wolves cast. episode 141 of Wolves Cast, the show that can't locate the North Star in the night sky. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. Not astronomers. No, we're not astronomers. Although, we, uh, we are, we have done a little amateur astrology on the show oh, before. Oh, yes. Yep. It's been years, but I think it's time to dig that back up. I think maybe, like, there's a lot of, it's a niche genre of internet culture, the people who really make their Twitter accounts, you know, dedicated to... The astrological signs and all of that. I'm a Leo, Neil's a Virgo, but I'm sure you already knew that, everybody. Oh, yeah, you, you track our signs. Yeah, and we did. I did, uh, I think it was season one of Wolf's Cast. I, I broke down all the signs and, like, which ones are compatible with other ones. It'd be good to go back and see if I was right about how that would affect the relationships. But Did you tell us, like, which players were which signs? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, broke yeah, them yeah. down. And there's a lot of different ways to do it, like water mm-hmm. signs, fire signs, also the literal signs, and then, like, what moon was in the sky. And so maybe, maybe we just find someone who knows... Uh, uh, astrology and we get them on for a segment yeah. going forward. Let's do it. Yeah. That's uh yeah. And again we have uh you know we have astrology terms now with the with the North Star, you know, that's that's the big one. A lot of stars that right? we didn't talk about tonight. Yeah. The stars in the sky. Hopefully uh yeah the constellation is there a wolf constellation? I don't know. I feel like that, that the Canis Lupus, <laughs> Canis Lupus constellation. Right. It feels like that would fit. You know, with the you know, I know there's like there's the Leo, right? There's a lion. Yeah, yeah, lion is Leo. Yeah, we know about lion, and we know about like Orion's belt and the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. I Apparently, mean, there is a wolf constellation called Lupus. Okay. There we go. We got to learn that one. That one and the North Star. And the, the North most Star. Important. <laughs> I think I can find the North Star. Isn't it like the handle of the Big Dipper? Okay, yes, that sounds right. Yeah, I think it sounds is. Right. I think it is. I'm sure people will let really us know, know if it's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, all yes. the press releases today and they couldn't tell us where to actually locate it. Yeah, all the, you know, all the interesting copy out there and yeah, n- nothing about how to find that North Star, but that's that's our job now, I guess to find that. Uh, but yeah, welcome to another episode of Wolves Cast, you guys. We are here for everybody. We we got we got a great show for you this week it's a big show because uh there are new city jerseys and uh Mm. scott and i were we're a big fan of uh you know all things jerseys all things like kind of just all the showmanship and all the entertainment that goes on around the game of basketball including the game of basketball it's really the bedrock upon which this podcast mm -hmm, is founded we're mm -hmm. like why aren't there more podcasts talking about jerseys and mascots and court designs and stuff like that so yeah we're definitely going to dig deep into the newly unveiled we've got star editions yes yes we're going to get there for you we're going to we're going to tell you what we think they're hot takes not cold takes yeah we got some uh some new players or a new player being signed and uh you know some people being announced uh to the team as well so ricky's we'll, back in town oh yeah, I could oh, ju- yeah. I, you could just feel it yeah now i know some spanish so we're good to go Balancesto. <laughs> uh yeah we have a sponsor and uh we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna read some fan fiction here today it's been a little bit but uh Every every so often, we like to write our own fan fiction about uh, some players on the team and uh, North Stars, All Stars, Hollywood Stars. Oh, indeed, we'll get to that. We have some fan fiction about Juancho Hernan Gomez uh, making a movie uh, a few months ago, and uh, Weekly Wolfies and a game. As always, it's uh, it's Wolf's Cast. You know how we do it. 
Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's jump right into it, Scott. Let's uh, let's get to uh, the first thing here. Here's the tip. Oh yeah, it's been tipped. The Jersey news. The, we got to lead with Jersey news. We have to. This is the this is uh, this is huge. Every year now. I mean, this is. This is one of the exciting things about uh, you know the NBA in the last few years. The new sponsorship deal with Nike um, is all these new jerseys we get every single year. It's incredible. Every team has like all these different jerseys now, including the you know very boring Timberwolves who like do the bare minimum with all this stuff. They mm-hmm. even they have like four jerseys. So yeah, it's great. So uh, yeah, the city we'll, jerseys we'll, get changed uh, every year, and then the Timberwolves have a new one. Just to refresh your memory, I mean, I love it when NBA 2K includes these in past mm-hmm. years because then I can play in like the Prince jerseys. 2016 was the first year I believe they did this, and we had the gray wolf jerseys, uh, kind of as light gray the on the was. front. I wonder the what the name of that was. It was kind of a wolf-inspired thing because there was a little darker gray on the back, and yeah. it kind of looked like wolf fur on the sides just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. It was really safe. Uh, it was my least favorite of all of the jerseys, and not just because they wore them in every game in the playoff series, and Jimmy Butler, and all those memories. But actually, we won a game in that Houston Rockets series. People act like it was a failure. We, it was a gentleman's sweep, my friends. The Timberwolves, yeah, the gray. I don't know. We got we got to find a name for for what it was. Just yeah. a little boring. I like color. I like abstract stuff, and it just played a little safe for me. Year two, best city jersey, best Timberwolves jersey, in my opinion, ever. It's the Prince ones. So unique and lovely and purple with amazing font. The the way they would make the court and uh, like the whole Target Center purple for the Prince Knights and all this fun stuff, all the halftime performers that were related to Prince that they brought in, like Morris Day and the Time. And there's yeah. so much great stuff they did with the Prince jersey, just the entire organization. That That's by far the favorite. And then last year we had an abbreviated City of Jersey season. You know, we didn't get to wear them as much as maybe we were supposed to because of the COVID scale back. But we had those baby blue MSP uh, Twin City uh, unis. And I remember on the pod at the time, we we both said they're good, not great. We were like, this is acceptable. You know, these aren't bad like a lot of City jerseys can tend to be. But we weren't super psyched. But I will say that... They they looked a lot. They really won me over in person. You know, you, it's one thing to see the images of the jerseys, and then yeah. it's another thing to see them on the players or go to the team store and see the jerseys in their hands. You got to buy one. I got the Gorgie. You got a beautiful Gorgie, baby blue one. And so I'm going to keep that in mind when we're talking about this year's jersey edition. That wait until I see them in person before I pass final judgment on them. Yeah, totally. So this year we have the the North Star. Uh, jersey here and it's uh you know it's 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 starry you know it's it's a black jersey with uh kind of a white gray i guess i would say i don't think it's pure white uh, sort of the m i n n uh on the front with the with the numbers on there and the you know white nike swoosh and then along the side probably my favorite part the running along the side is the stars the north stars run on the side of the shorts and uh, the jersey, the piping, I guess, as they would say, they're calling it the the, the constellation right there. Yeah, you get the midnight black and the aurora green, and and you got yourself you got yourself a jersey right there. So yeah, very you know it's it's got that aurora. I mean, we've had the green jerseys, the aurora green jerseys here now for for four years as well, and yeah. uh, this is kind of like the more subtle version of that, where it's just the piping around the sides and the neckline and stuff like that, and the rest of it's midnight black. 
but yeah, I don't know. In general, Scott, what are your what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, we had it was leaked a few weeks ago, and you know that's it's one thing to look at that. It's like okay, this is what it's generally going to be, but the, that photo is taken quickly. Yeah, it's not a great representation. Well, you, remember, get, you get the broad strokes, but then you need really need the nice press photos to kind of give you the the details. I remember when the Prince photos leaked, we couldn't tell what shade of purple it was because right. the, the two the two photos we got they were very different shades, and it was very yeah. hard to tell from that kind of grainy, you know. Uh, pirated footage that we had, as it were. Um, I'm I'm fine with these. You know, they're not that exciting to me. Once again, I'm gonna hope that they win me over when I see them in person. Uh, your mileage may vary depending on how you feel about that star logo. That, that right. you know, when Which they did the, the rebrand, logo, yeah. you know, I mean, they have the green light that shows on center court, you know, to highlight that little bit of star. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked about how it looks a little bit like the Greendale Community College flag for all my community <laughs> fans out there, and that's as explicit as I'll get. But that's always been my joke about it. And uh, so I'm not the biggest fan of the star design. Um, I do like the sides. The gray stars kind of remind me of First Avenue. They should just have done a First Avenue uh, jersey. That would have been better. We've designed one ourselves. Someday we'll get it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, also it's hard not to think about how we created our own North Star Aurora Borealis jersey for Canis Hoopus four years ago. And it's still a better design than this. So there's a little bit of that letdown factor being like, this is what you decided to do with the Aurora Borealis. It's just this black and like green. It looks like kind of like Radar or Matrix or, you know, Splinter Cell is a game that comes to mind where it's just black and green and you know it doesn't really speak to the colors that you can get out of the northern skies so that's another little thing and also i'm gonna go ahead and say it it bugs me that it's m-i-n-n on the front uh i'm calling these the ap style jerseys because the only place i see minnesota spelled m-i-n-n is that is ap style for the postal code when you're referring to minnesota's m-i-n-n well, it's kind of funny how now we have the, i feel like it's like the same even the same like fonts and everything as last year's msp yeah right and now we have m-i-n-n and it's just like okay we're cycling through all the ways you can abbreviate you know the twin cities or minnesota or yeah, minneapolis just give us and stuff. mn or just yeah, I give, feel like we're getting MN next. That's maybe, the next maybe just an M? Or, <laughs> right. Or, I just or feel like that point. wouldn't you rather these say wolves on the front, you know? like <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Even soda would be better. Oh, that's a really good idea. You know? I feel like we'll get that, yeah. So, I mean, um, they have wolves on the main jerseys, right? The the uh, you know the main blue ones are... Oh, it's the white ones. No, it's the have, white ones that say wolves. Yeah, the white ones The only wolves. ones, the only kit that say wolves are the white ones this year. So that's always mm-hmm. a shame. Wolves is a cool word. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where you see other... It's a double-edged sword. You see other cities get their city edition jerseys, and there's some that are just amazing. And you're like, man, I wish the Wolves could do something that cool. But then you see like all these terrible ones that other teams are doing. So it's kind of like uh, I'm disappointed that they didn't really go out there. These jerseys, are you're allowed to be crazy with them. You can really go for some creative things. So to play it so subdued is kind of a disappointment. Like, don't try to hit a single when you when you can hit a home run. But I shouldn't be – I'm not too upset because they're not disgusting like a lot of the other jerseys. You know, the city yeah. edition jerseys. Is there. So there's a lot of bad ones. Okay, before we get to the rest of the league, though, let's, let's keep it in – you know, as far as the other city jerseys, where does this rank in the four, right? Like, I think the question is, is, is this better than last year or not? Because clearly the gray ones are the worst ones. Clearly the Prince ones are the best ones. Yeah. But the question is, is this better than last year's baby blue MSP jersey? Uh, I feel like they kind of are in the same vein of being like, ah, when you first see them, you're like, maybe not. But then they're kind of growing on you. Right. You I, want, I want to see it in person before mm-hmm. I stay for sure. What do you think? Do you have a preference? I, I'll put these above last last year's, I think. Okay. I, I really like having a black jersey. You know, yeah. kind of, there's a, you know, Timberwolves history. There's been a few black jerseys that I've really dug, and I, I really like that. And again, I, I really do like the Constellation sides of these. 
And um, yeah, overall, I think I, I appreciate how simple they are. You know, again, we'll get into sort of where we see them amongst the rest of the league. But some of the bad ones, the rest of the league, they just went so far. They just like really went for it. And yeah. so there's something to be said, I think, about keeping it simple and kind of just, you know, maybe not, maybe not, uh, you know, trying to be too ambitious and just trying to have a nice solid, uh, you know, jersey here. And so I think they achieved that. So, yeah, without seeing them in person, but, you know, having nice photos of them, I'll put this one above last year's. Okay. I have last year above this one. But once again, I want to see it in person yeah. before I say for sure, because last year's grew on me once I saw them in person. Right now, I'm just mm-hmm. underwhelmed. I, I just think that it's kind of lazy. It's kind of the safe way out. Kind of basic. Yep. Yep. But, um, but one of my favorite things about these jerseys is how hard the PR team <laughs> tries to spin like what these things represent. They try to put so much, yeah. uh, inf- you know, you know, kind of uh, influence into these or make the them press release significance. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. So here's a few of them from the press release. Uh, the uniform's main hue, midnight black. Ooh, the ref- main hue. It reflects the mystique and dark characteristics <laughs> of a Minnesota night, a time when the North Star shines brightest. Ooh. The stars running along the right side panel of the uniform. They're not on both sides, just the right side. Right side, yep. Uh, the stars represents the connection amongst people in Minnesota and around the world. We're all under the same sky, Neil. We're all share the same all stars. All around the world. The aurora green trim is symbolic of the vibrant hue that shines by way of the iconic aurora borealis. So some pretty <laughs> lofty things, you know, being suggested here. Uh, the... State abbreviation, the North Star inclusion sitting above the state abbreviation mimics the star's position in the sky as our guiding light. When displayed, the star acts as a force, leading, uniting, inspiring people at every step of the journey to greatness. This guy hears something in the distance. Tear comes to my eye. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the one thing I really like about this, though, uh, we've talked about how the Blazers used to do this thing where they would get a different artist, local mm. artist, to make like a really cool print for every game. For every game, every home game. Every yeah. home game. You could go and you, these prints were amazing. There's so many that I'm like, I'm not a Blazers fan, but I want to buy these anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it seem, seems like the Timberwolves are finally, uh, you know, taking taking note of that because... Uh, the the official release says the team is working alongside local community artists to create a retail collection that visually displays each artist's unique interpretation of the North Star City Edition platform. I'm excited to see those. Yeah, because the first artist that they have, I'm sure you can find the name on here. Um, I didn't write it down because uh, I just don't care fits. about the arts. Just fits. The artist is fits. No, he has a name. Well, you know, fits is the artist, I guess. Uh, but they have a cool print that you can buy. It's, you know. Themed after the New Jerseys, we've got Cat and uh, D'Lo on them, and it's a really cool print. I know Rob with an H got one. Uh, Phenom Gallery. Yeah, so, yeah, if you go back to the main uh, North Star page. It looks like it's, like, uh, limited, too, like it's numbered, potentially. Yeah, so. yeah, I think it will be limited. And then, here we go, Reggie LaFleur is the artist. So, um, so yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing local artists get their stuff spotlighted because even if the jerseys themselves are a little conservative and not very exciting, local artists will be able to do really cool, exciting things with the concept, I'm sure, that'll make us really wish they had designed the jersey instead. Love it. Yeah, totally. Okay, so now let's talk about where these jerseys fit with the rest of the league's uh, you know, 2020, 2021 city jersey, city edition uh, slate. Here. I say they're top 15. They're they're better than average. Now, you know, you can you can pull this up. Uh, you might be able to find this like grid of photos, and it should be on your podcast app right now. I've embedded it into the into the show, so it, it should show up for you if you look at your uh, your podcast app right now. It should be like the cover image right now, and we have all 30 
of this year's uh, this year's jerseys. And uh, we wow. could blow through them and say whether we think they're better or worse. Do you There's, want to do that, or do you want to uh, just think, say? I some think of we your should just say some of yeah, favorites. our favorites and our least favorites here. Obviously, I'll start with one of my favorites, San Antonio. Oh yeah, the Easy. San Antonio. That's the highlight fi- of the year. Fiesta. For me. I feel like that's number one. About time. The Fiesta colors are incredible. It's just so simple. They got a nice like new script um kind of uh you know word mark going there so I, that one is is a top of my list we've been clamoring for it for as long as we've known each other neil it's mm-hmm. it's uh just we've been dying for the fiesta yes, they to can't, be brought back and it's fun how they did something different with it too they just take those colors and riff on that that's yeah. that's all you need to do brilliant so I, I love it it's probably the jersey i'm most likely to buy you know <laughs> i just wish they had like a former wolf on that you gotta get the coyote version just get the mascot oh i like that coyote <laughs> problem with the that's coyote though interesting he coyote has two exclamation point as his number Ooh. and that's hard to get custom i don't know if you can get the the non-number character there the we're gonna look into point. this we are gonna look into this um i think the grizzlies are another oh, highlight yeah. memphis. memphis memphis has been killing it lately with their jersey designs and they just have a really fun design with some cool script on the sides cool font nice colors and again they have that piping that, that harkens back to the the uh, um, vancouver grizzlies days mm-hmm. you know kind of that uh, oh they've been killing it lately yeah native kind of look there so yeah the memphis then, always does a great job if i pick a third favorite i'm gonna go with the buzzes buzz city mint green oh interesting yeah i really like yeah it. the hornets with the vertical stripes on them yeah that, um, that that mint color is just so amazing on a jersey, and I love I love it when the word on the front says something different and it says Buzz City. Yes, that that's is cool. fun. Yeah, the Blazers done that too. Better, better than Cream City or whatever they had with the Bucks jerseys last yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. That is what they call. It. Yeah, I think Blazers Rip City. Yep, Rip City uh, was good. Most fun time. Um, I guess my other favorite is still going to be Utah. They have been, I feel like, another big winner over the years, and it's getting a little old. They're kind of, you know, they're one of these teams that's had such big success. Uh, Miami being the other one that they just keep running it back year yeah. after year after year. And hey, we we felt it with the print stuff. They literally made the white version of that. If they made another version, we would be celebrating. It'd be yeah. cool. So I can kind of see it. But four years is a lot. Hopefully they they wrap it up. You're this. right. It is like Miami because Miami's are awesome every single time. But yeah, it's just getting to the point. Now they're just doing color variants, and it's just right. like we the get it, Miami you know. Vice. Yeah, and so this is my least favorite Miami jersey they've had of all their city editions. And the Utah, yeah, it just feels like a riff on an old idea. So very solid jersey designs, but nothing that excites me, which is what I'm looking for. These are your jersey to go crazy with, and so when a team doesn't go crazy, I'm always disappointed. Now let's get go to the bottom of the slate here. Oh, what, so what are some of the worst ones? I think none can be worse than Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. So bad. Also Went for like the sort of like rock and roll Hall of Fame nod with like the sort of mismatched, uh, you know, letter choices with like, uh, you know, different sort of they're all very different. It'd be something that's stuff. like edgy for Marvel Comics in the 90s kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really outdated. But and it just looks like a ransom note. Like, it's yeah, so like it, it looks up. terrible. And have yeah. you seen the court that they're going to have with this? Oh, the city no, edition court? No. It is hideous. It's one of the worst <laughs> court designs I've ever match? seen. Yeah, it does match. And it is terrible. It's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame through up on a basketball court i'm offended by it i'll have neil link it in the show notes because it's just that bad it's uh let's see neil's pulling it up right on the computer screen right now it is hideous so i think that cleveland i mean there's not a lot of reasons to watch cleveland Cavs games as it is unless you know you want to get some time with your old buddy kevin love and it's 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 the and the numbers are so like off to the side and stuff too so it's just it just doesn't it just doesn't work so oh here's the court yeah it's gray the court is entirely gray 
It seems like it can't be real. Oh, and they have like stickers on the court too. Wow. So many stickers on each side. Steve McPherson had a uh, funny tweet about saying it. it's like uh, they're trying to get the aesthetic of like hard rock cafes or something. Yeah. It's, it's really bad. So I'd encourage you to look at that. Like it's a Cleveland's a loser. What's another I think, big I think loser? that's one of the ugliest ones. Yeah. I, um, I think... Uh, you know, uh, one, I wasn't a big fan of these jerseys when they're around, but I think it's a little offensive for the Golden State Warriors to move out of Oakland oh. and then wear an Oakland jersey the very next year. <laughs> yeah, too late for like, that one. Buy suckers. We decided to upgrade cities. We're no longer in Oakland. But hey, look at this. We're going to wear a jersey. This is Oakland. It's like, oh, cool, you guys. Thanks. You know? And also, I just was never a fan of these We Believe Warriors era Oakland jerseys. They're just boring to me. And so I, I would say it's not the ugliest. I mean, it's no like Sixers, which is ugly. Yeah. And the colors are nice. I'm that one yeah and i think you know i get like they're going for a basquiat reference i like them swinging for the fence but the nets jerseys are just ugly to me they look like a primary color kind of like elementary school thing instead of the basquiat uh influence they were going for so those ones are a lot there's a lot of bad ones so look at this nicks one with the circle is just like you can't even read it so boring so bad like that one's bad oklahoma city i don't know oklahoma city has never had a good jersey in their (laughs) franchise's history (laughs) right as long as they have those colors and that like yeah that's like truck stop kind of like it looks like a truck stop yeah, exactly what it is, Neil. You nailed it. Loves is literally their sponsor. They're jersey sponsors. So. Truck truck stop aesthetic. And you know, well, there's yeah, there's just a bunch in the middle. I like, feel like the Pelicans that. one is ugly, but I love that they went for something crazy. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not going to hate on it because they decided wild, to do something wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, shout out to the teams that did something crazy. I respect you. You know, even if it you came up short. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts because we love talking jerseys. And so, and you can't look at these city jer- edition jerseys and not have an opinion. So let us right. know your opinion at WolvesCast in the comments of this Canis Hoopus post. Or, you know, just uh, I, w- I was going to say on the street, but no, we, we don't see each other on the street anymore. We <laughs> no, don't. Yeah. We're, there's none of that going on. I feel so. the Wolves are in the middle. They might be in the top 10. I don't know. Yeah. They might have made it into the top 10 with this one. Keeping yeah. it simple. It's around know. top 10. It's definitely top half of the league. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's all right. I think I read it was funny that <laughs> Kelly Oubre helped design the Suns jerseys. Oh, no. I don't mind them. I think they're cool. I like no, the, I think they're I like cool the too. But around gradient. He, he helps design the jersey. Now he's not going to play for the team. <laughs> yeah. Now he's in Oklahoma Bummer. City, I think. Yeah. I like how it's. Or no, like, he's, he's a warrior. Yeah. I like the it's pixelated it kind of has like a video mm, game kind of feel yes, to it as well yes blocky and, I mean, once again i love it when you give me a name on the front that isn't phoenix or suns it says the valley you know that's cool yeah, yeah i love it when there's something different on the front h-town the Rockets jerseys are kind of boring but i like it says h-town on it you know stuff like that switching it up all right uh next thing here he's hitting up Rondé hollis jefferson let's Woo-hoo. go let's go to the basketball court now scott we're, we're off the wardrobe we're on to the court Talking about players, not quite as important, but yeah, no, I guess. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess. It's, I guess we'll talk about it. But yeah, uh, you know, big big signing this uh, this week, despite the fact that it's a non guaranteed one year training camp deal. So it's a, there's very, no very little signing, but could even, be big and significant. Might not even make the team, but some people, you know, really like this guy, and um, you know, he's six six and he has seven two wingspan and is mostly known for his defense. You know he's he's uh, he's out here guarding wings, guarding bigs. He can guard kinda, guards too. I saw it that, all. Yeah, there was some stat that showed that he was one of the most versatile defenders in yeah. terms of like the percentage of time he spent guarding like every different spot in the lineup. Wow. And so yeah, he's a poor man's Robert Covington in the sense that he can guard all five positions. Like even Rocco couldn't guard all five, and uh, he can't shoot it like Rocco. He he's pretty bad on offense. Everybody. Right. 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 And so that's the that's why he's a poor man's Robert Covington. But <laughs> if you like the the switchability of Robert Covington, the idea of like you know he can defend any guy out there, and I think that he's automatically our best. F- 
front court defender, you know. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. he might Between be the best defender Davis, total, yeah. but in terms of just being able to guard front court, like I said, switch out. I mean, Ricky is a great perimeter defender. Okogie's a great perimeter defender. So I would still pick those guys over uh, RHJ. <laughs> yeah, RHJ. You got to think about it for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> over his defense there but i just i love this move um i know it's not guaranteed but i think it should be i think i i, I posted in a discord uh that you mm. haven't joined yet mm. um about how i think this is like vanderbilt insurance oh it's like yep. let's see how vanderbilt looks in the training camp and yep, in preseason yep. that's and interesting yeah if, if you almost he looks forget like, about him yeah, wow. yeah if he looks like he's ready to step up and play a role then you could cut RHJ and give those minutes to Vanderbilt. But I right. think that, you know, Vanderbilt never really logging tons of minutes in the NBA. He probably isn't going to be able to defend at a high level, which is what I think we're really missing in the power forward spot. We talked about it a lot last week because, um, you know, Wancho and stuff. <laughs> so um, I would absolutely love it if he stuck on the team, even though he's so one-sided. I think that there's uh, there would be a role for him on certain nights. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to complain about a non-guaranteed, you know, one-year deal like this, probably really cheap, but... You know, it's 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 going with the theme of you know wolves don't have many two way guys, and this is the latest guy, well, right? Two way guys get paid, Neil. Yep, you know? yep. Those guys There's are no, hard to come by. They're the, they're the holy grail. They're they're hard to find, especially at the wing. There's no two way guys getting signed to non guaranteed deals. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. Um, so you just got to kind of make do with what you got. Like I said, I I do think that this team is going to live and die on the offense. I think we're totally gearing ourselves up to be an all offense, take whatever defense you can yeah. get team. And so like even having one guy who can't play offense in the, on the floor, we've seen how that can really just shut down the whole operation. So I understand like he's he's not going to get tons of minutes if he sticks on the team. Mm-hmm. But I just think that there's going to be some nights where there's a forward that who is killing you and it's just like Oh man, cats in foul trouble, launchers in foul trouble. Like we can't stop Durant, kind of thing. Where it's like, let's let's throw someone out there. No one can stop Durant, but someone who can slow him down. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it'll be, it'll be the whole season will be interesting how they mix in some of these yeah guys who can't shoot. You know, just to add a little bit of defense onto the floor. You know, yeah. now at this point, it's like that used to be like Ricky's like big mo, but now he might be one of the more balanced guys actually as yeah. compared to Okogie or Culver or, or you know, uh, Hollis Jefferson or, uh, you know, Ed Davis or who it might be. So it's kind of interesting how that's flipped, but we'll see which of these guys can step up that weak part of their of their right. game and actually be able to stay on the floor longer. But yeah, Jefferson, Hollis Jefferson, you know, to be able, to, you know, to be able to be out there, throw him on LeBron, throw him on Kawhi, right. you know, these bigger, these three fours that got a lot of size. Wolves don't really have anybody that can guard, guard them. Even no. Kogi, he's better against smaller guys. I mean, we saw the Lakers last year. There was literally nothing we could do to stop them oh in the paint. God. It was yeah. just a dunk train the yeah. entire time. And of yeah. course, they're the champions, and their size is what makes them yeah. unique. But uh, it's just like we need to have someone out there who can, you know, I mean, we have Ed Davis who could just foul someone. He's like a center, you know. Yeah, he's like yeah, a four exactly. Five, I think so. I think it's good. I think there's a real place on the team for Rondé. I was very mm-hmm. excited when he signed that deal because I was like, I can't believe that. That's actually like a really good move that I'm excited about. So I'm all in on it. Um, I do think, you know, I've been coming around on something we talked about last week which was that this team you know there there might be a way we could be competitive this season with a top five offense top 20 defense maybe and if that yep. defense doesn't come from stopping guys but from you know jumping the passing lanes cr- causing a lot of turnovers a lot mm. of chaos you're not gonna you know b- you know stop guys with your weight or your, your ability to yep. stop them from backing you down but we're gonna create enough disruption that you know we could get up to a like i said maybe 20th just in defense under average, you know? yeah, yeah just under average and then yeah, I think that, you know, 
it's been so long since we've watched Cat that I just think that Who we're knows? forgetting how this this could easily be a top five offense this year. Oh yeah, easily. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They've they've done they've done enough with shooting, you know, around around towns now to finally potentially have that there. So yeah, remember how good Towns was at the beginning of last season? Yeah, it's it's been so long. You know, you forget about it because it's literally been like a year at this point. Now that we're like in December and stuff, yeah. like he got hurt and then just kind of we never saw him again. And then the league shut down. So it was like, dang, we haven't seen. I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm time. so excited to watch all these guys play together. Towns with sp- <laughs> with shooters, mm, can't wait. Hollis Jefferson. One more thing on him. Another another guy who uh, you know former former D'Lo teammates oh that's right? right ed davis is another one of those and uh you know prigioni also kind of in that nets he was coaching he's culture. coaching davis yeah. and uh you know Delo was only with the nets for one year right but yeah. it was a really it was eventful all-star year, year. yeah it was yeah. An impactful year it was really where he remade his image in the league not uh-huh. the guy who's snitching on snapchat about <laughs> nick young and breaking up iggy right. azalea's relationship right but, a new beginning yeah and uh you know apparently ed davis was really helpful and kind of yeah. helping him out and coaching him and apparently yeah. same with ron day so so I think is you know it's always a good idea for these kind of low cost, low risk moves to also if you get a little bit of that you know boost from having him have good relationships with one of your best players, then you know if he can make you know even D'Angelo play like two percent better, you know it, it's like this is the kind of end of the roster kind of thing where it's like yeah that's the kind of veteran you know yeah, someone they'll listen to when you're saying hey man can you uh, a little more effort getting around that pick maybe it's right like, exactly yeah. it's like okay yeah he's yeah. like okay you're my buddy so I'll actually <laughs> listen to you and not be offended by this you know <laughs> totally I like that lots of friends on the team yeah so D'Lo personally I, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that he uh, he finds his way onto the roster all right speaking of the roster we got a lot more a lot more guys here. He's on fire! All right. It was an eventful week. It's a weird season uh, for press conferences. You know, it's this whole <laughs> deadly disease thing going on that's killing so right. many people. Right. You got to have a lot of virtual, you know, kind of Zoom calls from press members. And uh, you don't get the normal fanfare you'd probably see for some of these. But yeah. we had, uh, you know, press conferences this week for Ricky Rubio back in town, like we said. Ed Davis, new Timberwolf. Uh, Malik Beasley and Wancho Hernan Gomez, both of our Denver additions that both – we were restricted free agents and we re-signed them and brought them back. And so, you know, I... I, it was fun to hear quotes. You know, I don't think there was anything that was revelatory, it's all, but yeah, it's all platitudes. It gets and, you in the like, oh yeah, NBA is coming kind of mood. Yeah, time to start thinking about you know how this is going to work. But it's interesting that they did. Yeah, they did these Zoom ones, but then last week when they had uh, Edwards, I think they had like a in in arena, like a stage, you know, like Alan Horton, like hosting, hmm. like type of thing. Again, no no fans or press in the room, but I think they they went a little above and beyond for for the number one overall draft pick, but uh, for all these vets. In here, even that happens when you draft number one overall. The <laughs> NBA sends like a press kit with you, a little sure. stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. some pyrotechnics, <laughs> right. you know, the fanfare confetti. comes with it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's built built-in fanfare. Um, but yeah, this week we yeah, we had the had the vets come through, and just great to great to have Ricky. I mean, he's the headliner here. I feel like in all these, just to have him, you know, with the Timberwolves logo behind him, and then getting photos of him in the warmups. You know, here can't wait first, to see him in the jersey. But yeah, yeah, seeing him in the warmups was a good start. First week know? of training camp, just Revving individual, just individual work. Workouts now, but yeah. So um, yeah. that's another thing I was going to say about the city edition jerseys. If this is the only season we get with Rubio back on the team, I know we have him under contract for next year, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? 
then I'm going to feel like it was a wasted opportunity. Like we could have gotten into like an all-time classic Ricky Jersey. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll true. see. I'm yeah. going to, you know, we'll cross that road when we Maybe get Maybe he'll it. at least start next year with us. And then, uh, mm, and then yeah. we'll, we'll get one. <laughs> you can always make your own. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. There's not, like you said, there wasn't too much said. But, you know, I watched the the Rubio Davis um, presser the other night. And, you know, they also had Ryan and, and, and Gerson on there and stuff. So kind of hearing their thought process of how the team's going to play a little bit and all that good stuff but yeah right now every team it's all it's all hype it's all good it's all like yeah good well, locker room the Beasley conference and, there was a lot of questions about sure, his legal trouble that, that, you is know, a, and, that is a twist here you know they kind of just towed the company line he's part of our family you know gerson has always been saying this is a family you know i said that you know before you know before said they it, signed him said, so. said it about shabazz napier last year said yes. it about you know uh trevion graham yeah, totally. All family members that are no longer here. Like yeah. real family. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation. You know, you see, um, you've seen like Britt and John Krasinski kind of tweeting about this idea of like, yeah, they're trying to push this, you know, we're, we're family and we're, we're getting culture in here. And we're trying mm-hmm. to bring in quality individuals, not just quality basketball players and stuff. And that's tough to do. That's tough to walk you know walk that line and have it both ways where you get guys who are incredible on the floor and help your basketball team but then also culture type guys and yeah sometimes you're gonna have you know you're gonna have issues like we're saying with Beasley now and and stuff like that yeah and just like it's hard to you know completely buy into the it's all family line because like you said family the thing that makes you family is that you're stuck together you know you you go through the ups and downs but you know at the end of the day you're family so you're stuck together so that's a kind of a special bond and it's hard to buy that when you have a front office who wheels and deals and turns over the entire roster as quick as and just how the nba is now yeah exactly you don't stay so you know i do think you know there's definitely a more of a feeling of some of these guys will be around for a little bit you know with russell on a long-term deal cat on a long-term deal Malik here for at least the next three years if we want him to be that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but um I thought it was interesting on Tuesday two days ago from us recording this pod mm-hmm. uh Rosa says we're not done building this team yet right so, so not done. leaving it open for more moves to come you know which kind of saw with Rondé the signing it's kind of weird though it's like the team's always like every team is always still right tinkering yeah. and doing all that stuff so I, I don't know if he meant before the season starts like yeah. I guess that's that would be notable if he meant it like that but surely like yeah you're right you're still not a playoff team and you want to be better so yeah you're going to add people and always be looking but it kind of made it sound like there was still more to come before the game starts. So that should yeah. be interesting to see. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? You can it, never know with Rosas. You know, that's the ready. thing about this front office is they are they they have a ton of trades in their mind at any given second, and so anything could still happen. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. And we have some, we have some other camp some guys round at the camp uh, roster here. Oh Scott. yeah, I thought this was interesting uh, for two reasons. One. You know, in true Minnesota fashion, for all of our international listeners, <laughs> Minnesota has a habit of getting really attached to people who have claims to the state of Minnesota. Oh, yeah. We don't have like a lot of like celebrities from here. And so when someone is from here that's famous, we'll never let it go. Like Bob Dylan. And yeah. Bob Dylan hates us. He doesn't come back. He doesn't sure. want to be He's from Minnesota. Around. We won't let it go. And then if somebody is from here and embraces us, then yes. you're you're a legend in our eyes forever, like Prince. That's or right. if somebody comes here, makes his name here and embraces us, KG. Yep. Well, you will also the, always be a legend next, in the that's city. That's the next best thing. Yeah. If you embrace us, we you, we will love you forever. Who's, and, the, who's the most, like, like who's, like, the biggest, like, Minnesota, embraced Minnesota, like, athlete? Like, born and raised here and then also just, like, lived it up here. To me, at the top of my head is Waylon. 
Okay, that, that's pretty great. Actually. Is there a better one than Whalen? Is there a Twins player? I mean, is Joe there... Mauer, obviously. Yeah, Mauer, yeah, Mauer's up there. Mauer too. has Chevrolet dealerships that his brothers oh, yeah. run in the state. Like, this is a guy who you might run into ice fishing. Hard to beat know? Mauer, yes. But, I mean, it's not like Mauer went to go coach for the state's team, you know? He's <laughs> not at the yeah, U of M. Didn't win any titles. Coach either, of the Gophers. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I, lo- I love Whalen. You, you really can't Whalen, go wrong. Whalen, Mauer. I'm trying to think of Vikings, if there's like uh, like any sort of Vikings players. Oh, I'm sure from, that uh, our football fans to... are yelling at their podcast right now. Oh, like, there's a receiver, Steelin, the receiver, the Mankato kid. Or yeah, whatever, Mankato you know? State. I don't know where he's from, but yeah. he, he went to school at Mankato State. So there's that. Yeah. And... But like Killebrew wasn't a, wasn't a Minnesota guy, I'm trying no. to think. Or, Drafted yeah. by the Senators, actually. Yeah. He came over when the team moved. Yeah. So, but I mean, he loved Minnesota. He really embraced it, and, and we loved. But him he was back, one of the latter. He was like a KG, where he came here. Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. and embraced it. And yeah, we loved him for it. But I'm sure, there's wild players too, hockey, hockey dudes. Yeah, let us know for what, yeah, who, who we you're thinking, because this is one of those things where it's, there's someone super obvious, and I do this when I listen to podcasts, where I'm like, "You idiots!" Yeah, yeah, you're not thinking of X. Yeah, yeah, yeah let us know. <laughs> I mean, Kent Herbeck. All right, so who's the latest? <laughs> who's the latest of this, Scott? Um, okay, well, this is our Minnesota connection. It's a it's a low-key move. In fact, I had to look up the, what the contract was. It's an Exhibit 10 contract, which is a one-year deal that guarantees a training camp invitation. And if you get cut after that, there are bonuses up to $50,000, which doesn't sound a lot in NBA money, but for these guys who are fringe guys. league players. you know, Jordan this, McLaughlin made $80,000 playing for the Wolves last year. Right, exactly. And that's huge money for these guys that could pay rent for them. So uh, they'll get a bonus of up to $50,000 if they stay with that team's league affiliate after they are waived. Um, his name is Ade Murky. He is uh, 6'5". He played for four seasons at the University of Denver. And he was a Minneapolis, Minnesota, I guess, uh, high school star. He played for St. Croix Lutheran High School, which is technically in West St. Paul. So I shouldn't, that's why I hesitated and tripped over the word Minneapolis there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, one of us. He's uh, went to a high school here, you know, and now he's on the fringes of NBA competition. I'm sure this is just going to be kind of, uh, you know, filler for the Iowa Wolves. But, you know, it's always fun to see Never a Minnesota know. kid make good. Yeah, and he'll at least uh, get to have his press photo in the jersey and all that stuff. So still, still counts. Um, nice. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and yeah, we have. Uh, I believe uh, we have individual workouts right now, and then yeah, starting uh, this weekend as we record this, they'll start with the team stuff and. Hopefully not too many COVID cases, and, and they'll be off and running with that kind what of stuff. What a weird year so. to be a rookie, Neil. Oh, yeah. Anthony Edwards, like, no summer league. Every rookie's <laughs> going to be bad this year. Uh, and, Very little training camp. And that's the thing I've been thinking about this week, not to get too far off. You know, we got to get to our sponsor here. But, you know, last week I came out hard on, like, Edwards has to start. But I feel like I've softened a little bit on that just as like, oh, yeah, like he was just drafted and had no summer league and no training know, camp, really. You know, he, he was actually one of the rookies who did play a lot of games in the NCAA last year. So he, at least he has that. But, yeah, he hasn't played a real game since February, probably. So, right. you know, I'll give him a little bit of, of uh, you know, slack on when they start adding, uh, you know, Edwards to the starting lineup. But still, I'd like well, to see it sooner than later. Please. Also, the idea that <laughs> what better way is there to slide uh, to slowly get a guy Acclimated to the league than having Ricky Rubio be your there running you mate off the yes, bench. Yes, that might be better. Basically, for him. just I mean, think of all the terrible, terrible Timberwolves players who looked competent because Ricky right. can get them the ball exactly where they want it, wide open look kind of thing. You yes, know? Derek yeah. Williams owes his career. Ricky <laughs> uh, nice. Okay, let's dive into our sponsor here. Um, it's a good one this week. They're always good, but this one's especially good. Uh, we are sponsored this week by the Basketball Sister Wives. 
From the creators of the groundbreaking VH1 reality series Basketball Wives and the producers of TLC's polygamist show Sister Wives come the hottest reality show of our generation, Basketball Sister Wives. Follow Malik Beasley as he balances his life as a father, NBA star, and romantic beau of at least three different women that we know of. Will his marriage to model Montana Yao survive their latest turmoil? Is former Real Housewife of Miami, Larsa Pippen, conniving her way back into the reality television spotlight by dating a married man half her age? Who is exotic dancer Jewel, and did she give Malik's money to her mother? Does Malik really sign off his texts with the name Poppy? You won't want to miss a drama-filled minute of Minnesota's craziest reality sensation. Go behind the scenes and into the Wolves locker room as Kat's girlfriend Jordan Woods and Larsa dish on making enemies of the Kardashians and cheating with Tristan Thompson. Be the judge in the courtroom drama surrounding Malik and Montana's felony convictions for weapons and drug charges. See how fast Malik can burn through his new $60 million contract. How many women can one man support? So buckle up for a crazy season of thirst traps, thoughts, and twists. TMZ calls it the easiest content we've ever covered. Basketball Sister Wives premieres on TEN, the Timberwolves Entertainment Network, this December. Shooter's gonna shoot! Thank you to Basketball Sister Wives for their support of Wolvescast. Up next, it's time for Fan Fiction. What if KG ran an ice cream shop? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What does Wiggins get when he hits the co-op? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What if Rubio got lost in a zoo? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What if Glenn Taylor got a sick tattoo? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. All right, fan fiction, the segment where we write stories about Timberwolves. You know, stuff we might want to see, stuff that's just fun to think about, you know? And uh, this week, our our theme is uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez makes a movie. Yes, uh, Juancho, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, just a few months ago, or less than that maybe at this point, uh, you know, was in Philadelphia shooting a movie with Adam Sandler. It's called Hustle. And uh, from IMDb, uh, the synopsis goes like this. Hustle, a washed-up basketball scout, discovers a phenomenal streetball player while in China and sees the prospect as his opportunity to get back into the NBA. Sounds like a fun movie. Yeah, so I believe it's a Netflix uh, film. We'll see when that comes out, but uh, it's being created right now. And another, wa- Timberwolf, in it. another Timberwolf with an IMDb page. There you go. That sounds like a subject for a quiz in Add a future game. Yeah, totally. Sounds so, has one. Yeah, I saw like LeBron is a producer on this too. So, oh yeah, he's got, he loves getting his hands dirty with the movie business. Yeah, we know, uh, and we know Adam Sandler's a big NBA fan. You know, see him court, courtside at Knicks games all the time. Got Kevin and, Garnett in his last movie, oh, yeah. Cut Gems. Yeah, this guy I feel like just has such a he's got a great deal with Netflix to make these films now. And hey, he, I, I, I he's love what he's doing. Free reign, he yeah. can do literally whatever he's he like, wants. I want to make these money. cool films. He's made terrible movies on purpose, actually. <laughs> with this, he said, "I'm going to make a terrible movie if Uncut." Gems doesn't, you know, (laughs) win these awards that didn't. And now he made this like hubby Halloween film and it looks horrendous. (laughs) That man has total creative freedom. Adam Sandler, come on Wolf's cast. Maybe, maybe watch it uh, next Halloween. We'll see. Yeah. All right, so we each uh, wrote um, some fan fiction, some stories about this topic. We're not the best Wolves podcast. We're not the most popular Wolves co- no, no, podcast, no. but we are the Wolves podcast with the most creative fiction. Oh, yeah, we're getting into it here. And uh, Scott, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? What are you thinking here? I'll go ahead and start. 
You you want to? Yeah, I'll start. All right. You Unless you wanted off. to. It sounded, no, no, no. it sounded like you were a little upset when I said I'd go first. No, I'm just excited to hear what you got. All right. You know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm really ready for this. Me too. Here right. we go. Here's a story about Wancho's uh, foray into the movie business. All-star or a star on Hollywood's Walk of Fame? The MVP award or the Oscar? This choice has always dogged Wancho as long as he can remember. Basketball was his family's legacy. Both his parents played professional ball and his brother Willie is in the NBA. When he grew to be six feet nine inches, the choice was seemingly made for him. It would be basketball instead of acting. You know, practice also conflicted with high school play rehearsal anyways. But after his fourth season in the NBA, Wancho received his golden opportunity. Adam Sandler gave him a call and cast him in his upcoming movie. But the experience wasn't all it was cracked up to be. The life of a movie star isn't what he imagined at all. For one thing, the craft service table doesn't compare to the media room meals that are served in the Target Center before games. And all of the actors are so small. You know, they look big on, on screen, but they're so small. He's always ducking and crouching into uncomfortable positions so, just so he can get into the frame. And then there's all the fees and the politics of being a member of the Screen Actors Guild. You know, you think it'd be a prestigious group, but they're really just arguing about what white people to put into the Oscars. He wants to do more dramatic roles, like his favorite movie, The Godfather, but he keeps getting cast as the quirky friend in romantic comedies. He can only get starring roles if he sleeps with Harvey Weinstein. At least that's what was heavily implied to him. He has to get the set even earlier than he had to get to practice. He thought, man, I could get done with all these early morning practices. Yet the set call time is even earlier. He has to give up on his dream of writing, directing, producing, and starring in an adaptation of Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man and the Sea, but the sea is a metaphor for the internet. Plus, the biggest problem, his makeup made him look too good. It's a real issue. It's coming up in, in his life in a lot of, uh, you know, unproductive ways. So, Wancho, uh, you know, he, he dipped his toes into the water of acting, but maybe his parents were right. The NBA is the way. Even rhymes. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's see. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, he's had that decision right now. I mean, he just signed a contract with the Wolves, but... He could be on the brink of, uh, you know, some stardom in a different kind of way. So right. it might be a tough decision coming up soon for, for Wancho here. All right, very nicely done, Scott. Uh, let me get into my story here, my fan fiction about Wancho and uh, making this movie. <clears throat> Sitting at the edge of his hotel bed, lacing up his sneakers, Wancho was unnaturally excited for the big day ahead. Butterflies fluttered in his stomach. He had been a professional basketball player for years now. Hooping in front of thousands of fans never got to his nerves. This was different. Wancho was in Philadelphia about to do something he had never done before, act in a film. He paused in front of the full-length mirror before he stepped out to go shoot. This is it, Wancho thought to himself. Today's the day you get to do something totally different and do it alongside one of your favorite entertainers of all time, Adam Sandler. Between 1995 and 1999, Adam Sandler was arguably the biggest comedic movie star in the world. And while Juancho was born in 1995, those films loomed large a few years later as he became old enough to understand the humor. He couldn't believe that today he was not only about to meet one of his comedy heroes, but also act alongside him. Now situated in his own trailer, complete with his surname, Hernan Gomez, spelled out underneath the star on the door, he awaited his call time. Just then he heard a knock on the door, followed by a, hello, anybody in there? It's me, Sandman. Wancho opened the door and saw Adam Sandler standing there smiling. Hey, man, pleasure to meet you. I'm Adam. Glad to have you aboard. Just wanted to say hi before we get going today. Wow, Wancho replied. I can't believe it's you. It's really you. I'm such a huge fan of your work. This is going to be an amazing day. Thank you for casting me in your movie. 
Oh, no problem, Adam said. Some athletes are actually really good actors as well. He'll do fine. Anyway, see you on set. I'll do my best, Wancho responded. Oh, and I'll make sure not to use the bathroom before we start because you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Wancho paused, feeling proud of the Billy Madison reference he had just deployed on Sandler. Uh, yeah, okay, man, Sandler said, slightly annoyed and surprised. Wancho sat down, still buzzing from meeting a superstar actor like Adam Sandler. He flipped through his phone while nibbling on the fruit tray provided to him by craft services. He waited for a PA or someone to escort him to the set. Then he waited some more. Looking at his watch, he discovered it had been 90 minutes. The hurry-up-and-wait Hollywood cliché appeared to be true. He was growing restless. Suddenly his phone rang. It was his agent. Igor! Hey, I'm on set for the movie shoot. I met Adam. This is taking forever, but I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for helping me get this part. I can't thank you enough. Wancho, Igor said solemnly. Something has come up. I just got off the phone with the movie's producer. There is an issue. Sandler had a change of heart about your role in the film. What happened today? Apparently this was just decided in the last hour. I guess you'll still get paid and they said you could still be an extra, but your lines have been cut and actually you've been replaced by your brother Willie. Wancho dropped the phone to the floor. He had a pit in his stomach. He knew the Billy Madison reference was a bad idea. The moral of the story? Never meet your heroes and never quote their most famous lines to their face. The end. Wancho's an excellent slipper. You should have slipped instead of dropped that reference, Scott. That's right. There's worse ones he could have made. <laughs> yeah, at least he went with Billy Madison. You know, if he brings out like a, a little Nicky, oh, Mr. Wow. Deeds reference, you know. Then... Oh, some deep cuts. Some, some, of, the, some of the less uh, good ones there. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I would have gone with my favorite Billy Ma- No, it's Happy Gilmore line. You're going to die, clown. <laughs> The price is wrong. I think the most upsetting part of your story was when you said that he was born in 1995. Like, I'm sure like Billy Madison came out that year or something, but. Yep. Yep. 90, 95, I think was Billy Madison. 96 was, uh, was Happy Gilmore. And my, then, uh, yeah. my wife, Meg, who was born in 1990, has a great story of being like four or five and her parents bringing her to Billy Madison in the theater. <laughs> so young. And there, there's PG-13, that part of the song yeah. where, where he's like. Go to school, go to school, hope I don't look like a fool. There's something, and Meg out loud in the theater said, well, that's a nice song. So Little memory. Yeah, well, that's it. Meg's got an amazing yeah. memory, and I think that her, her whole family has good memories because they tell the stories to each other over right. and over again. You repeat them. Whereas no. as our family, it's, it's, it's silence. <laughs> awesome. All right, that does it for uh, yeah fan fiction. Hope you enjoyed our stories. Time for Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. The Wolfie Awards, they must be given out, Scott. We need to get to them. Ooh, yes. The wolf howls for the awards to be given. And uh, we both have some things to talk about here this week. I'll get us started here. I want to recommend a podcast. We are a podcast who likes to recommend other podcasts to podcast listeners like yourselves. Um, and, uh, you know, Bill Simmons, has to. we have to give it up for somebody who, you know, really has been a pioneer in the podcasting world and the sports podcasting world. But 
you know, I think for both of us, someone that's kind of fallen by the wayside as as of late. I used to listen religiously to the BS podcast, but, you know, it's kind of expanded its scale. It's, it's all over the place these days. Sometimes after the draft or something like that, I'll hop in, and I do enjoy him with Rosillo and stuff like that from time to time. And, as Yoda would say, we are what they grow beyond. It's, it's, <laughs> there you go. That yes. is the, the nature of being a pioneer. It is feels that like open, talk radio now. You're opening up the road for better people to come along and surpass you. And that's, that's what's right. happened. There's that's right. There's too many other good basketball podcasts I want to listen Listen to yeah. listen to Simmons anymore, but That's right. I will say it's kind of a comfort food, you know, because mm. the thing is, after enough time, you're like, this is the same old Simmonsisms over and over sure, again. And sure, we could quote them right now. Who says no? You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. you know, respect to you know what he's done. Yeah. So um, you know, but he also has a, a, a secondary podcast now called The Book of Basketball 2.0, where instead of releasing a new version of his enormous Book of Basketball that was released like 10 years ago at this point, and or I just like returned that. it to you last week <laughs> yeah it's on I, show. I had borrowed it for about nine years <laughs> <laughs> totally uh you know instead of like updating it you know there's the whole pyramid aspect inside of it and stuff he has decided to kind of put it out as in podcast form which is really interesting i um, like the book but there's way too many boogie nights references i didn't understand <laughs> a lot of references sure. that i did not get yes yeah a lot of, a lot of those uh yeah movie references for sure uh, but the book of basketball 2.0 is a podcast you can listen to and uh one of the latest episodes is about kevin garnett and um, more, you know, so so that's already that's already great. But then his guest in this is uh, Jackie McMullen, who is just just a legend, just a historian of the game. It's a delight on podcasts. Oh, as well. fantastic! You know, you, I I love listening to her talk about uh, talk about hoops and her long history in the game. And, and stuff. when it comes to Celtics, like KG was. For a while. That's right. Yep. You, you might remember it. I mean, I know that we all think of him <laughs> in a Wolves jersey. Yes. They literally talk about that quote, too, as kind of being one of the best, like, you know, post-finals moments oh, ever. easily. Right? Just, easily. like, off-the-cuff, spontaneous. Oh, you know, I remember watching like that. Tafoya. I remember watching that, the joy I had. Yeah, I was totally. so happy for him. Totally. So that that's an amazing moment. But the Book of Basketball 2.0 Kevin Garnett podcast is out there. You should listen to it. It's got some great production in the first like third of it, um, kind of splicing in some some uh, you know game calls and stuff like that, and some audio moments. And then it's just a conversation between uh, you know between Bill and and Jackie. And again, Jackie covered him, and you know for SI would even come to Minnesota a lot to cover him before he was a, a Celtic and stuff like that. So it's just really well done. Mm. Lots of good KG stories. You know, I love KG like intensity stories like we've heard some of them some of you be like oh yeah I remember that one but then there's some other ones you've never heard of before so always KG stories always entertaining <laughs> yeah totally so yeah definitely go did, check out do this they show. rank him do they give him a number in the pyramid don't I tell think, me what it is I think they did I don't even remember because, what it was I but, mean yeah. it's one of those things where I think a lot of people call Tim Duncan the best power forward of all mm-hmm. time yep. and the during their whole careers it was Duncan or KG kind yes. of who would you rather have Duncan had the better situation obviously yeah. San Antonio much better organization yeah and I think that you know, respect for Duncan's leadership as well. He, he, that whole San Antonio dynasty doesn't happen without him being such a good clubhouse leader guy. Whereas KG was a little bit more off putting, maybe advocated to bring some of his friends yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Punched Wally Zerbiak and that yeah. kind of stuff. But I think pound for pound, in terms of pure skill, KG is always above Duncan in my mind, you know? Yep. And I mean, it just, I guess it goes to how do you rate them? Is it about pure skill? Is it about, you know, who is more that's so productive? Close, and yeah. that's, it's such a fun conversation. So yeah. I will have to listen to and that. And they get into a lot of that. Like if you, tra- if you trade their places, right. how, would their, how would their careers oh, be different? Can you imagine that? Pop and KG? <laughs> 
<laughs> what, a, what a combo. What a combo. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah, go check out that podcast. It's, I think uh, I think it would have worked because they're both so real. They would have seen the realness of each other. might have molded them differently. You know? Exactly. Maybe you could have uh, What, what a basketball what if. Yeah, okay. So that's, uh, that's my Wolfie this week. Scott, what you got for us? You know, the Spurs could never draft KG. They didn't have the foresight. They had to drop and get the obvious number one pick. They're not willing to risk it on a uh, guy from high school. High school, you know? 95 or whatever, yeah. I love KG stories. They're so good. All right. I had a couple different ones, but I think I'm going to shout out for the second time on this podcast. It's the only way I can get her to listen to it. My wife, Meg, everybody. Oh. A real housewife of Wolf's Cash. She's been on the pod twice before. And not only did she, obviously, my, uh, you know, living with her as husband and wives do. Um, this, the osmosis has made me, uh, understand reality TV, the whole world a lot more. I, you know, know the different cities that housewives are real in and, uh, Salt Lake city is the new one. It's, that is, that is wild. There is a person who married her grandfather. Oh yeah. I guess you get all the Mormon stuff. Yeah. Right. Some weird stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but also I've just learned a lot of reality shows. You know, I'm playing video games. She's in the room watching reality. You pick stuff up. Yeah, you, like I mean, a Sister Wives reference. Sister Wives is my least favorite show that she watches. It's the worst reality show ever. And it's about one guy who's married to four different wives, and they're all terrible people. And it's the only one that'll be like, I'm going to go in the other room, sweetie. Uh, yeah, definitely definitely had some assistance in writing uh, the sponsor here for, for this week, right? A little bit of that, yeah, a little bit of help there. You and I understand basketball through a more conventional sense. You know, yeah, We understand yeah. who's the big players, who are the good players, who are the all-stars, who make the big money. But there's another way of understanding basketball. Like for a fact that like if LaMelo Ball came to this team, he would be the most popular Timberwolf. We think, oh, Cat's famous, D'Angelo's famous, they've been all-stars. LaMelo has more Instagram followers than every Timberwolf combined. The kids love him. Yeah. And so it's a different kind of fame. It's kind of like, I think Kanye West, most famous guy in the, you know, he's so famous for his music. How does anyone not know Kanye? When he married Kim Kardashian, he got more famous. He realized that she would take him to a new fame level. Yes. Cultural icon. The kind of stuff we're starting to dip into with the Timberwolves now. I mean, Kat is married to Jordan, not married. He's dating Jordan Woods and they seem to really enjoy each other's presence. Apparently they were spotted shopping at MOA this week together. No way. Yep. Whoa. They were both wearing Balenciaga. I don't know. Balenciaga. Whatever that designer brand is. Balenciaga, I think. So. Uh, I don't know. We are. Balenciesto. We're making fools of ourselves right here. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, I didn't know Cat was in town. I mean, I guess. It's yeah. like it's like time. But you I think it's a press fo- conference tomorrow. So when okay. you're listening to this, you will have heard from Cat. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. But just like how Jordan Woods is famous because of her proximity to the Kardashians. She was like yeah. living with the Kardashians, like best friends. And then she cheated with Tristan Thompson, who is the father to Chloe's baby. And uh, that was a big falling out. Meg wanted me to say this because she listened to when I talked about this earlier on the podcast. <laughs> and she was like, you forgot to point out the most fun part, which is so she was like living with Kylie. And Kylie is like a billionaire off her makeup line, you know, mm. and Kylie never puts her makeup on discount. That's one of the things. It never oh, goes on never sale. never on sale. Kind of like and Apple products. She's named all of her different shades or whatever after her friends. Oh. And after Jordan cheated on with Tristan on Chloe, she put the Jordan <laughs> Woods makeup on sale. <laughs> No. It was like the big shade that throwing. Is, that is some next level retail shade right there. And, wow. And now we have another person who cheated with Tristan Thompson, Larsa Pippen, in the orbit with Malik Beasley. 
even though I'm not sure that's going to go anywhere serious, but that's another reality TV star, another yeah. Kardashian Soap enemy. Opera stuff. And like, I, I had a fun night talking about the implications of if we, if we had signed Tristan Thompson and what yeah. that would have done to the clubhouse and yeah. the locker room. So I'm just saying that the Wolves are dipping their toes. They're getting into this outer orbit of the Kardashians' crazy world. And you're into it? And I have a connection to it because okay. Meg. Right. I have a, I, you know, I don't <laughs> speak, I don't the, speak the language, but I can listen to it a little bit because yeah. I understand the significance because of her. And I think that's an important thing for us to have on this show, especially if the Wolves are going to continue down this path of effing around with people who are enemies of the Kardashians or even, you know, maybe dating a Kardashian in the future. I know Devin Booker was dating Kendall and he's a future Timberwolves. So yeah, yeah. who knows? And so maybe Anthony Edwards to get up in this somehow oh, and get in the mix. It's only a matter of time. You're so right. Year old. Oh man, you're so right about <laughs> Number that. Number one pick, you know, that's kind of a, it's going to happen, but yeah, I, it's inevitable. Okay. So, so this is about the culture, the sort of like the greater sort of like, uh, yeah, the sort of like TMZ Hollywood, it's a whole Bravo culture coming into the Timberwolves. It's world. a whole world I would be ignorant about, but I can actually kind of understand a little bit because of my proximity to Meg. So oh thank you, gosh. Meg. You get a Wolfie. Maybe your first one. All right. I'll, I'll look forward to, Meg. to, you know, displaying that in our new house. All right. There you go. That's, that's incredible. You know, Nep- also mentioning her is the only way to get her to listen to an episode so nepotism runs in the timberwolves franchise country so this, club this up ma- in here this makes a lot of sense that's right yeah nice all right let's uh the next award is going to go to our father <laughs> <laughs> yes dad dad's in the house all right let's play a game and wrap this thing up scott what we got all right neil well this is a game it's kind of a variation on a game we've done before it's also ties in some other stuff so yep. I, I like the star wars podcast job of the pod it's my favorite star wars Ooh. podcast right now it's hard to find good star wars podcasts if you have one you like let me know because i have trouble finding it some one. ideas i'll listen to I, I also I like star wars sessions it's a, a britain's podcast Ooh. star wars podcast i, like to hear I just like those English English person on the mic. yeah so Job of the Pod is really good, and they do this game that's called Treaty Negotiations that is kind of like uh, Would You Rather, how we've played, where um, I offer you something, Neil, and then we find out what conditions you'll agree to the treaty for that to happen. So All right. this could be even like a basketball thing, like, you know, the 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 you know contract negotiations or something like that. So we're doing right and wrong? Or? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Sometimes, right. I, sometimes maybe I will. So, right. I mean, it's good to have it pulled up. I'm looking at the board. Mm-hmm. I see it. All right. So first one, Neil. Uh, I guess this is just more of a would you rather. Let's do it like that. So if you could prevent Carl Anthony Towns from tearing his Achilles, would you tear your Achilles in his place? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my You can make sure he does not tear his Achilles, but you would have to tear your Achilles in real life. Uh, Listen, I'm sorry, Carl. I mean, I I like to play basketball, too. (laughs) And... More importantly than that, uh, you know, like jumping up and down and like dancing is like actually like my career. So, you know, it's not my first thought went to like, oh, playing basketball. If I can never like play again or, you know, I guess I could if I rehabbed it or whatever. Yeah. The level of athleticism that you're trying to return to is not that hard compared to the level of athleticism. I might be able to come back, but also it's like, you know. It's rehab. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm 35. I'm getting up there. So, you know, it's uh, I might have a hard time bouncing back from something like that. So while it would break my heart to have uh, Carl's Achilles pop like that, I, I got to put myself first here. It's, sorry, Carl. Okay, let's let's. I want you to agree to this deal. So to prevent Carl from tearing his Achilles, would you tear your MCL or your ACL? 
Yeah, yeah, I could do an MCL. Okay, you know, I'll take an I'll take an MCL. On the you chin. tore your ACL once, right? Uh, I sprained it. Sprained it. It did okay. not fully tear. I sprained it. Definitely the worst injury I've ever had. Worst pain I've ever been in. You know, had to do even more rehab. than the kidney stones. Yeah, I had a kidney stone. Yeah, but yeah, the the knee was just crazy when Yikes. it happened, and it just like took me so long to get back to when I could like, you know, get back to you know being able to play and, and do stuff like that. So. Yeah, MCL sprain, not quite as bad as MCL total tear. But yeah, I would take one of those. But Achilles is like top of the line injury. Ugh. Yeah, that's the, that's the bad one yeah. from what I've heard. Yeah. All right, next up, Neil. The Timberwolves win a championship. Great. That's what we've always wanted. But the condition is they will leave Minneapolis after they've won a championship. Wow. No more this, NBA team in Minnesota. These are so high stakes. So what would you rather have, I guess? Would you rather have the Timberwolves win a title and leave? Or stay here forever, but never achieve that success. I, I guess uh, this is another like selfish one, but I guess I'd rather have them stay and never win at all. I don't know. I feel like it's you know pretty unlikely that the Wolves will win a title in my lifetime, so I'm already feeling pretty resigned to that. You know, so I feel like I could. I just want to see live NBA basketball. Like that's more important to me than seeing the top the team reach the pinnacle. Like especially if they could just like be a perennial playoff team and be competitive. That would be enough for me, even if they never really reach that apex. And I guess I, yeah, I would really just, I just want to have the NBA here in Minnesota. And I just feel like it's important for basketball culture here and for larger things. So, I, I, yeah, I guess I would, I would, I would take that. I don't know what about you. I, I agree with you because yeah. another one of the bedrocks, is along, along with jerseys and courts, don't get talked about enough of this podcast is you could be a fan of a non-successful team and still have it be a worthwhile experience in yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah. Like we are happy for the Timberwolves. They have done nothing but wrong to us in our lives, but they have enriched our lives and continue to. So that's kind of like a thesis of this pod is you don't have to be yeah. a good NBA team to be worthy of cheering for. You yeah, know? yeah. So yeah. I get that. But let me modify the deal, Neil. The Wolves win a championship, but for an entire year, you have to live inside the crunch suit. You can only take it off for showers. Nothing else. I'm into that. I would do that. You know, I feel like that is something I could, I could, you know, turn into a positive in my life somehow or to, you know, just make something out of it. And, you know, again, I kind of can have uh, the team gets to stay and they get to win the title. But then I have to just like have this weird situation for a year. I could do that. You're doing cuckoo you know? shows in your crunch uniform. It's fine. I'll make Josie's going to have to get used to being a giant mascot in the house. She's going to be a furry animal freaked out forever yeah so that also is strange and would be hard but i would take that no i mean i guess we're kind of doing this with the pandemic but no human contact oh my gosh you're only touching people through a mascot suit (sighs) it'd be fun though at the same time who else gets to do that it would be an interesting year to be an nba mascot you know you know sort of i guess for a while (laughs) all right now here's another one you get to be the owner of the timberwolves but Khan has to be your gm and rambus has to be your coach it's not worth it it's not I guess. I, I guess it would be cool and it would be fun to sit courtside and to be able to like call some other shots and to be the guy. But if you don't get to actually put put in place like pieces that you feel like are going to work out, I feel like it's not fun, even even if you know you get all the other stuff that comes with being an owner. Okay, so, just Khan, not Rambus. Ooh, that's interesting. You could put in whatever coach you want. Mm, man, Khan. Could I like could I meddle in Khan's business enough to like because that would be it. Like you, as the owner, then have to do something about it. Right. There's no one else over him. 
So I guess that I would take that deal then. Yeah, you probably could be a medal owner. I could be a meddlesome owner who thinks they know better than the GM. And in this case, maybe I would because this GM is more of like a lawyer or something like that instead of like an yeah. actual like basketball evaluator. So yeah, I would do that and I would just like call him, call upon my smartest basketball friends and be like, yo, help me with this. Who should, who should we get? And then, you know, just like, yeah, hold my money over the fact that, oh, yeah, I employ you. So yeah. and if you want to have a job next year, yeah, you are going to sign this player. You are going to draft this guy. So yes, I, I, that is that is a better situation that I would go for. All right. Well, we have uh, the Rambus mentioned, so I'm going to do this one. Neil Cuckoo Kangaroo gets to perform at a Timberwolves halftime show. Oh, dreams! But a condition of the deal is that you have to rewatch every Wolves game that Rambus ever coached. <laughs> no. I mean, I've I've seen most of them, so yeah, rewatch is apt. Uh, and yeah, I love, I love Al Jefferson and Kevin Love action in there. I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do that deal because it'd be fantastic for the band to be able to have that halftime show under our belt. You know, play play a cool in the round show. Um, who knows how many fans will be there, but whatever. But then, yeah, I'll just get a laugh at all the all the sad times of all the Rambus moves and all that weirdness with love and stuff like that. And he had some good games, actually. So, you know, I don't know. It was pretty... I assume the team comes with it, right? Like all the... Like Johnny Flynn and all oh, yeah. that stuff. All those awful players. But, yeah, it would be tough to watch. But I could stomach it for the chance to play halftime at Target Center. I would take it. All right. Three more, Neil. Whoa! Three more. <laughs> all right. This next one. You get invited to a hot All-Star Weekend party. Whatever the hottest party is, whatever player and celebrities will be there that you want. But you need to sit and coach between Boban Marjanovic and Taco Falls for at least three hours on the flight to All-Star. I'll take it. I'll take it. I want to go to the party. I want to schmooze. I want to say that I did that. And I Marjanovic. feel like being even on the plane with those guys, even as uncomfortable as it would be, would still be an experience onto itself, even if they didn't talk to me. It would be like, oh my gosh, I got to sit next to these human freak giants. All right, Neil. You get to design the new Timberwolves and the brand jerseys, branding the whole over, you know, as we overhauled it. Wow. You'll be in charge. You can hire whatever artists you want. You can have whatever input you want. But you have to watch every game of this upcoming season with a very laggy internet connection. Ugh, no. You're not be able to go to any games this year because of the coronavirus, but you're going to have a poor internet connection for all the games. I can't deal with that. I got to be able to watch. The games are the thing. I got to be able to see that. I got, And especially this year, you can't be in the arena. You know, I can't short circuit that by, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go to the arena instead. No, I won't be able to. So, you know, I, I don't think the jerseys and stuff are, are that, like, off the rails. Like, I think they're doing, again, they're doing, like, a league average kind of job with that. So I'm fine with that. They could be better, but they could be a lot worse, too. So I don't think that I need to input that, and I don't think I'm good enough of a designer to even make that good. Okay. <laughs> so that's tough. So, yeah, I would definitely I would definitely take the, the crispy, clean, uh, you know, games and uh, just have hands-off on those jerseys. All right, our final one, Neil. You get Timberwolves courtside seats for life, but you can oh, never real. eat dairy again. Oh, I'm in. I, I, I'm in. I'm in for that. Wow. It was, I was, for life, I, I was, get courtside? Yeah. Oh, that is a... I was trying to figure out what food group would be hardest for you to give up. And it would be hard. I eat cereal literally every day, okay? I eat cereal and 1% milk every single day. Um, but, I, hey, real talk, I have oat milk in my fridge right now. I'm trying to switch. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm I should, I I'm should really ban all kinds switch. of milks in this. 
Because you're right, no there, milk. there are a lot of great dairy substitutes these days. Yeah, these days are getting pretty good. So, um, you know, I don't know. I do. Have, how I, about I like yogurt every other day too for you, like breakfast? How so about geez. you have to be a vegan for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah, that gets tougher when you get meat is tougher for me. I feel. I feel uh, like I'm surprised. I thought meat would be easier for you than dairy. I, I, I mean, like it would it be more. for me. Uh, yeah, at least. But yeah, that, that's tough. But man, courtside for life. Yeah. I mean, geez, even courtside for a year, I feel like I would be like, oh, this is still a tough one. But uh, yeah. yeah uh, the court size next level that is where that is that is truly the holy grail and i would plus vegans are pretty healthy i mean yeah, there, there the are thing. some ancillary benefits to this but yeah i feel like the actual hard question would be like you can have court side for life or you have to eat junk food every single day it's like oh man i would get like sick i'd be like feeling awful like, no huge, you adapt like... you adapt pretty quickly <laughs> you get good at it you've been buying these happy meals and i've been mowing down these cheeseburgers yeah. because for me it's nothing my body is used to eating several mcdonald's cheeseburgers in a sitting and you have trouble with it so several your body will adjust you're right yeah so yeah i'll take those seats that is like as good as it gets i'd rather have courtside seats than own the team i feel like right just like be hands off and get to sit right there that's like one of the best parts about being the owner is you get the courtside seat in your yeah, contract absolutely oh. so yeah all right that was interesting though some good uh, hypotheticals there yeah let us know what you think yeah people and if do you disagree with any of us or do yeah. you agree should I have asked the question? You can dunk, but you can never walk again. I decided that one wasn't good. There's a lot of them. Save those for next time. Yeah, you're Save right. Save those for another another version. Yeah, of the game. maybe we'll we'll officially call this a new game called Contract Negotiations. There we go. All right, that does it for Wolves Cast this week. We appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, as we said, Timberwolves season. We're often we're you know we're very very close. We're on the precipice. We're on the precipice. Uh, you know, next week. You know, we have, again, we have training camp coming up. Uh, next time we record, we will be two days away from the first preseason game, Scott. So, you know, we are we're, we are about, uh, yeah, 10 days as we record this from the first preseason game. It's all going down. we got to figure out a lot of things and right And you now. think it's crazy for us. Imagine me and Anthony Edwards. Haven't been able to practice once with your team, and you're going to be playing in a preseason game in 10 days. Yeah, or like Ryan Saunders <laughs> trying to figure out rotations right now. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. You, I feel you, like every team. But that's the thing is every team's in the same boat. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, teams, I guess, with less roster turnover and less rookies probably stand to benefit from that a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, you're Anthony Edwards. You've never practiced with a team. You're three weeks away from your NBA debut. Wow. It's going to be super interesting to see how bad the rookies are this year. It's we got to remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's a. I mean, they're always going to have the oh, it was a poor rookie class kind of thing hanging over their heads. But like, this is no win situation for rookies yeah, this year. The context is going to be bigger than that for this year. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode of Wolves Cast, and we're getting closer to the season. It's lots of fun. Check us out here on Kane and Supas. Check out all the uh, great content. Uh, written content over there on Canyon Soup as well, and a number of podcasts, uh, Dave Moore podcast, other things like that. Also, Dane's killing there. it right now. Yeah, we got a good uh, stable of uh, talent over there at Canis as well. And uh, yeah, appreciate you listening to us this week. We'll be back next week with another episode of Wolf's Cast. Hey, look, everybody, Billy peed his pants. Of course, I peed my pants. Everybody my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. Really? Yes, you ain't cool. Unless you pee your pants. Wow. Hey, man, Ernie pees pants, too. All right. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Oh, that was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's go!